wow, like, who knew that you could travel internationally and not break your bank? Hello, beauty. Yes, you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. Brandy Fowler, welcome Yay. to Hello Beauty. Thank you for having me. I'm of so excited course. to be here. I'm so excited to learn more about you. You obtained your master's degree in broadcast journalism yes. from University of Southern California. Uh-huh. You were a writer and a contributor for E! Online. Yes. And you also did some a lot of contribution for E! News, MTV News, and the Travel Channel. Mm-hmm. And now you're covering events for InStyle Magazine, as yes. well as writing for their fashion and news and entertainment section. Yes. As a kid, did you always know that you wanted to be a journalist? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, as a kid, I was pretty convinced that I was going to be an actress. And then when I was in high school, I was pretty convinced that I was going to be a doctor slash actress. So um, when I went to Duke University for undergrad, I was actually pre-med. And I had a minor in theater and film and video. I kept the last two. I got to my sophomore year um, as a pre-med student. And I was like, I'm probably going to flunk out if I don't change this (laughs) because organic chemistry is no joke. And so I switched to our public policy major, which had journalism in it. Um, I always liked to write. Um, and so, yeah, I just kind of went with it and loved it. Uh, what was the influ- initial influence for the pre-med, though? Oh, my dad's a doctor. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I have um, two younger siblings, and we all thought, like, we were going to take over his practice in some way, um, and none of us did. Yeah. So. What, kind of, what kind of doctor? Um, internal medicine. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was like me. All of my cousins and my uncles and aunts are all doctors, so yeah. I was also convinced I was going to be a doctor. Yeah. But then come college, it's like, no, I'm going to be a rebel and take business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought I was going to be an OBGYN. Yeah, so after that... Um, I came to LA, it was always my dream to come to LA, and I actually was pursuing acting while I was um, in grad school, because I was acting at Duke. Um, And so I was getting my master's in broadcast journalism and um, trying to be an actress too at the same time. And I wanted to get my master's in journalism because I did really love journalism too. but I think that made it easier for me to get here. I don't think if I was just like, oh, I think I'm just gonna move to LA and just figure it out. I don't think I really would have had the support of, yeah, my parents would just, you know, I don't think my parents would have been like, here's money to do that. It made more sense for me to get my master's in journalism out here, go to school, and then also pursue acting too. Mm -hmm. Um, At what point did you think that you wanted to be a full-time journalist? It kind of happened um, by circumstance Mm -hmm. because while I was acting out here and I loved acting so much, um, I lost my passion for it. Mm -hmm. A lot of things affected it, um, affected that passion, like definitely issues with that hashtag, me too, movement I experienced out here. It was just kind of like a grimy, it felt very grimy to be pursuing acting out here. So that was unfortunate, but it led me to a different career path um, and I learned too that sometimes what you think is going to be your dream or your passion isn't always what it ends up being. Stopped acting I kind of went full-fledged into journalism and that um, sort of happened too um, while I was working at e-online after I left graduate school I was up for a position at CNN in Atlanta as an associate producer it was between me and one other girl and I didn't get it 
So E! Online had an open position for a production assistant full-time. And everybody in my um, grad school was like, don't do it. Like, this, don't do it. We've heard, like, nightmare stories about production assistants at E! News. This was a long time ago. No shade to E! News. So, you know, I've heard things have changed now. But then it was like, it was not a good look <laughs> once I got into it. So while I was there, um, I started freelancing on the side and writing for different publications. Um, I did um, projects for Travel Channel um, and City Search, and I found that the money that I was making as a freelancer was way more than what I was making as a full-time production assistant. So I ended up saving, leaving that job, and then contributing to a lot of outlets, and mm -hmm. I really never looked back. Yeah, that's good. Do you think your job, your little stint with E! Online kind of taught you the little you know, nitty gritty and the grit to work in other in this industry. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. But I think um, that nitty gritty and the grit came um, with kind of like my first event reporting job with a magazine whose name I won't mention. Uh -huh. But um, it was great because it was a great training ground. Um, but it was definitely for like a celebrity gossip magazine. So it was having to ask questions that made me cringe. I worked with them for a few years. Um, it taught me how to be very observant and to be able to ask anybody any question and not be uncomfortable. So that was my training yeah. ground. Um, e was great for the nitty gritty, but that really was yeah. like. That's it. interesting when you say like, you're the one that's having to look out for your uncomfortableness compared to the person that you're yeah. interviewing. Yeah. <laughs> that's very interesting. <laughs> well, I think it depends on the person yeah. because um, Gosh, the questions that you can ask when you have to ask personal questions or if like if someone's father just passed and they want, you know, your editor wants you to ask them about that. It's like you have to figure out a way to do it without offending that person. And that's tough. Um, so I think there are some reporters who just don't care um, and, you know, may not have as much finesse asking those questions. But I think that you have to care about the person that you're asking because if that was you like how would you feel that's very you know? true yeah just having like social cues yeah. learning couth and at the same time just being like more self-aware about like your surroundings I think that's actually what makes a good journalist definitely and knowing when to back off that's so true mm -hmm. that's nice that you do have the heart for that like in like what you said a lot of people just don't care they're just all about like I just get gotta get that news I yeah. just gotta get like exactly. you know that headline out yeah yeah well, I mean, at what point did you decide that you wanted to build your own website and your lifestyle website? It was crazy. I, um, I was, there was a point out here where I was really, really broke um, when I first started freelancing and I didn't know exactly how to do it in a way that can make a lot of money. Um, and my friends were going on international trips. They were working and I was like, dang, I can't go. Like, I don't have enough money to go. And then one year, um, my friends decided to go to... Ibiza or is it Ibiza? I don't Ibiza. know. People pronounce it different <laughs> ways. Um, and I was like, wow, I really want to go on this trip. Like, I think I'm just going to make it happen yeah. and see what happens. So um, we went on the trip together. The hotel and the flight were not that much. I think together it was like um, maybe a grand for us to go there for a week. And then when I got there, it wasn't that much more that we were spending because none of my friends at that point had reached a level where they were trying to splurge. We were all trying to do it on the cheap. And I was like, wow, like, who knew that you could travel internationally and not break your bank? I was like, this is actually in reach for a lot of people who don't really have it like that yet. Uh -huh. And I kind of want to show people that this is something that they can do. So 
I came up with Destination Fab because Destination Fab is about your destination to fab. So um, my website is split up into three parts. The destination where I kind of do breakdowns on each destination. I want people to come there and know like where to go, where to stay, what to eat. Like where, you know, basically I want it to be a one-stop shop. Um, And then the fab is like when you can afford to splurge, this is what you should do. Um, And these are kind of like, the highlights of places where you just can't miss if you can splurge. Um, and then Fab Life is like the um, the lifestyle features that I cover. Um, and then like different glitzy events around the city that I go to. I feature those too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah, with Destination Fab, is it like what, how different is it from, you know, like our old typical like travel agent, you know, that we go to. I, I mean, I think I, when I was a kid, my mom would take me to her travel agent. It's like like a legit office yeah. and you would see photos of like random countries and you look at a brochures where you want to go right so i think with destination fab it's just like like what you said it's like a one stop just click once and everything's there for you yeah i um that's what i am hoping separates me from travel agencies but a lot of times the travel agents haven't been to where you're going and so if you let them book it that's cool but they may have you in a part of Greece where it's like not really where you need to be or they don't know like, oh, this is the more romantic side or you should have an infinity pool or, you know what I mean? It's just, if you haven't been there, it's hard to tell somebody what they should do. And I think that's an issue with a lot of travel sites and blogs too, where they'll put together a list like, oh, here's the hotspots here and they've never been. So I don't ever want to feature a place on my site where I haven't been yet. Um, Because I want to tell people like, these are the places that you can't miss. I just like, as I was looking around to um, different travel websites and like whenever I go places, like I look around to find, you know, what should I do? And I couldn't find that one-stop shop where it was somebody who kind of had the same taste as Mm -hmm. me, who wanted to have fun or sometimes wanted to chill. And like, there's everything I need right there. So that's what I'm hoping that my site can be. Yeah. Well, I've been to your website and like, congratulations, by the way, it's like Thank really you. beautiful setup. And I've been seeing like your Greece, Santorini posts. They're so beautiful. Thank you. So is Greece like the hottest destination right now? It's tough. I feel like Greece was the hottest destination last year because for some reason, everybody that I knew was going to Greece last mm-hmm. year. Um, but Greece is still a hot spot yeah. this year. Why Greece though? Whoa. Why do you yeah. think everyone went to Greece I don't know it's so beautiful that it's like when you go there during the summer it's like how can you beat this like there's beach clubs like there's just so much to see and do it's just gorgeous oh my god um but you're gonna make me want to go like yeah no you have to I tell everybody like they have to go because Mykonos and Santorini are just you Uh can't I don't know how you can beat it more than Ibiza Yeah, yeah. Ibiza is known for like party. Right? It is, party. and it. And I mean, so is Mykonos. Yeah, but it's a different type of vibe. Like to uh-huh. me, um, I'm glad I did Ibiza when I was younger. Oh yeah. I don't know if now if I'll be like in that rager party mode. Um, who knows? Mykonos is like a more upscale, sophisticated like beach club with your champagne, like having a good time sort of vibe. Yeah. It's just, but it's amazing. When yeah. you go on a girl's trip, a boy's trip, like, or with your boo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds so beautiful. So what do you think, um, what are your tips on getting the best travel deals? Who? Um, 
I look in so many places for them. Um, there's an app, I think it's called Travel Pirate. I have it in my phone. But uh-huh. there's like different apps you can use to really look at those deals. Like sometimes airlines mess up and um, those apps will catch it. So it's like if an airline posts, like this sounds crazy, but um, a round trip flight to um, Bali for $400. It's like, what? But it happens. So you should grab that. And there'll be those sites or those apps that will show you how to do that. Yeah, just like mm-hmm. when looking at those times of year when it's not like that hot season or the perfect time to go. Because mm-hmm. if you travel around those times, then like travel in low season, then you can find better deals for your flights and your hotel stays. Yeah. I went to Italy um, in October and there's never a bad time to go to Italy. But we were able to do it cheaper because it just wasn't a time where a lot of people were going to Italy, yeah. specifically on Amalfi Coast. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, like what we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. how, like, you know, we were giving each other tips on, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, the low season to go, the cheapest time to go. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, it's going to be a bit, bit of rain, but that's just, like, a small part of it. So, yeah. 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 And I think um, also looking on things like kayak, too, to kayak, see, like, yeah. the different flight prices and... Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I started doing that everyone might not be able to do or agree with is that um, I started trying to travel on the same airline because if you do that, the rewards that you get like can pay off. Yeah, makes like sense. even having the um, like I fly Delta a lot, so even having that medallion status is worth it because if you get bumped up to first class and you're going international, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being able to redeem your miles for different flights, like it's. To me, it's worth it to look into that, too, and to also, if you can, I'm not encouraging everybody to get a credit card, but if you have room for that, to get a credit card that has those um, travel rewards on it, too. I've also um, heard of, have you heard of Global Entry? Yeah, I have that. I have that too. I recently got it, and everyone's like, "No, it's expensive." But, but I'm telling, I'm like, worth "No, it. it's worth mm-hmm. it." It's like a hundred dollars or something for five years, yeah. and if you do travel, you get to skip the TSA lines. And it's worth it's it. It's worth yes. it, right? Especially totally. like you never know. Sometimes like those lines for some reason take longer than usual, even yeah. in domestic. It's like it's worth it to skip the line because like you you can miss your flight just because of those lines yeah, right yeah absolutely you can yeah 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 it's but they're worth like it. no but if i'm traveling with someone and that no. person doesn't have global entry and <laughs> that like, then leave i'm just kidding <laughs> that has happened to me actually and i was like i'll just meet you on the other side <laughs> but now she's getting global entry yeah. because yeah. it's just the benefits yeah. like you don't have to like uh, go through the hassle of removing your shoes, yeah. your jacket, and everything. Definitely, yeah, yeah it's worth it. Mm-hmm. So, what are your travel essentials? Um, definitely that global entry yes. card. Um, <laughs> absolutely, without a doubt, a portable charger. Uh-huh. Um, like that's a lifesaver because your phone will probably die. Um, so have that with you, and it's it's good to have because obviously um, for communication purposes. But a lot of places have Uber now. Um, or a form of Uber, so that's an easy way to get around to. Um, or if you need your phone for an app or whatever, but just <laughs> keep the portable charger. Um, aside from that, you definitely need those international travel plugs, um, and be careful about the ones you select. You want to, um, like, there's a plug where it has, like, an actual a backing on it mm-hmm. that you can stick into the wall. Like, I bought an international plug that did not have that, and that's hard to explain because I don't have one in my hand, mm-hmm but it didn't fit no, into the uh, wall. Yeah, I did um, buy like an, like that international plug set um, yeah. from a place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna mention, but like when I got to like that country, I was like, 
it's all incomplete. Yes. Like, I was like, what's going on? Yeah, so, it yeah. needs like a backing or something yeah. that you can stick. It's hard to explain, but yeah, um, definitely that. Um, I ne- I rarely bring a pair of sneakers, but I would tell everybody to bring one pair of sneakers. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely um, some flat shoes, um, whether that's sandals or loafers or whatever. Um, see what else obviously your travel toiletries mm-hmm. um and things like that yeah yeah um, what are your tips on traveling light i know oh it's God. like as a woman we love so to, challenging yeah because you know like even for just one day you're like oh, i'm gonna go here but that's like a different area of that place you need to like a different outfit yeah. you know because you're doing so many things in one day um going to like a vineyard yeah. so like that requires a dress maybe yeah and then going shopping so it's you're hard. more low-key and then at night but then it's like you have no time in between in yeah a sense, and then at night you have to go to like a nice dinner so i'm actually yeah. about to start writing that and uh-huh. i'm looking for an expert to like uh-huh. break it down because yeah. i have the most difficult time yeah. with that i'm an overpacker yeah um i think though I'm going to Bali next month, and I think what I'm going to do for that and what I would suggest for everyone is to actually look at, like, create an itinerary for what you might be doing um, and then pack based on that. Mm -hmm. So, for example, like, when I went to Greece, um, I had several people tell me, um, do not pack heels because you can't even walk around because the streets are cobblestone. I'm like, yeah. whatever, I'm just going to bring a couple pairs. I want to be pretty. <laughs> I want to be pretty. <laughs> right, because I love um, mm-hmm. heels. But no, I really didn't wear them one time. So that was a waste of my space. So, I mean, I think looking at an itinerary, looking at where you're going to, um, you probably don't need more than one pair of heels, depending on where mm-hmm. you're going, to max. It also depends on how long you're staying, too. Yeah. So it can get tricky, but I think... Um, yeah, just pay attention to what you might be doing. Um, and you don't need three or five outfits a day. <laughs> Probably just two. Um, pack a few swimsuits. I don't know. It's tough. It's yeah. tough. It depends on, yeah, the area and Yeah. What are your long. thoughts about, like, because I've heard some people only travel with their carry-on. I cannot understand it. I was like, that's pretty amazing yeah. I mean I need to hack that yeah but like because you know sometimes there are like horror stories of your luggage getting lost or yeah. left behind somewhere and you're like I don't have anything yeah. on me but like some people actually go to an international trip and just have a carry-on so they can also one skip the line at the same time that's all they have yeah it's magical <laughs> like I wish I knew the answer for that yeah. I do have mm-hmm. I have a couple of friends who do that who can pack all of their stuff into a carry-on and it's really just like a pair of sandals, a pair of heels, mm-hmm. maybe one pair of sneakers, one pair of jeans. Like it's very wow, yeah. It's just it's limiting yeah. the things that you think you need uh-huh. because even when you overpack and I am just really an overpacker like yeah. it's just knowing that you're not going to need all of that stuff. Exactly. If you can ask yourself like will I die if I don't have this? Like <laughs> that can help. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think even just with hair tools cuz I do yeah. bring hair tools yeah. that comprise is like half of yeah. my luggage already yeah yeah but i'm like but i think you realize i've seen in one of your posts that what's it santorini what's super windy yeah so it's like pointless to kind of like do your hair yeah. any, anyway so yeah yeah santorini so, was yeah. so wind. no mykonos oh mykonos, mykonos yeah. was so windy it took us by surprise one of my friends we were taking pictures by the pool at our hotel and like her hat blew off and oh, down the yeah. hill yeah so um, it's not so windy where you don't need to do your hair, mm-hmm. but it's like 
windy enough where you have to be careful about like wearing hats and stuff. Yeah, it's like you don't need to like super curl your hair or yeah. do like a blowout when it's just going to be all over the place anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think traveling light too, like um, paying attention to your toiletries because I have a million that I bring. But if you can find, like get those little travel size bottles and put, you know, mm-hmm the toiletries that you need in there like your shampoo conditioner and lotion face masks yeah (laughs) maybe not not for face masks but um yeah I just yeah just limit yourself maybe you don't need to bring that face mask on this trip you know (laughs) for for a 10-day trip but yeah Uh uh-huh so I know like um as a writer even for destination fab um how do you um deal with encountering roadblocks or writer's block you know just building um the website itself and your business and as well as just your your jobs in writing Mm -hmm. it's weird because I can write for any other outlet in my place but I cannot write for myself in my place so knowing that I have to um I work out of WeWork a lot so I kind of run Destination Fab out of WeWork um, and I get a lot of work done there or I go to a coffee shop it's really about understanding what blocks you mm-hmm. um, I know that if I'm sitting in a room and it's very quiet like I can't get anything done oh. but at WeWork if I'm sitting in the communal space working I can get a lot done it's weird so it's just about knowing yourself and once you have a block it's okay to take a break and come back to it mm-hmm. not like five day break really just maybe a couple hours go do something else and come back to it especially if you're under deadline for something yeah I know and I think in WeWork it's like when you're there you're around people that are working yeah yeah so you're under that same pressure yeah compared to your house where you're just like oh I'm just gonna like lounge there's yeah. all these distractions you're in your pajamas mm-hmm. <laughs> trying exactly. to work and all of a sudden you start surfing the net or watching right. Netflix right exactly <laughs> exactly yeah 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 so basically like that's your main roadblock and then like have you experienced anything like with uh, regards to Destination Fab where I don't know even just building the website getting the name out there like oh the my side of it like yeah how did you deal with it I'm still dealing with uh-huh. it it's like um, everything from how I thought I was going to monetize my site to mm-hmm. getting the name of Destination Fab out there to building that Instagram following it's tough yeah and I think people um I've always felt like I've been an entrepreneur because I've run kind of like my writing business as that. Um, But stepping out and having my own business has been a completely different beast. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love it, so it's okay. But it's like, it is is challenging. And I think when you become an entrepreneur in that way where you have your own business, like just have to be ready for the fact that it's probably gonna be challenging. Um, But if you love what you're doing, like, it won't feel like work um, and you can work through those challenges in terms of um, do you want me to be specific with those challenges Uh Um, in terms of the monetization like everybody told me going in make sure you have that together make sure you know how you want to monetize it and I did but it's like if you don't have that big following yet the ways that you can monetize your site like are going to take some time Mm -hmm. Even if you have a store and you're selling products, like that's gonna take some time because who's buying it? Yeah. So I think my advice to anybody starting a business for sure would be to try to build that following um, and that loyal following Mm -hmm. um, of people who trust you and trust what you're putting out there. Mm -hmm. How do you get your name out there? How do you get Destination Fab out there? What what are the processes that you've been going through to do that? Um, definitely social media. Um, I know a lot of publicists too, so I when I go cover events that helps because the events they're nice events and there's people there that um, like celebrities that people are interested in that I'll write about in my stories. Um, 
So that helps because I can come up in a Google search basically, but it's just, it's really a long road, but things like this, like being on podcasts mm. helps, um, and reaching out to different people and getting to know them. Yeah. Yeah. The more like you put your feelers out there, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. more it's going to grow faster yeah. at a more exponential rate. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So what's your favorite part of Destination Fab? I know it's like your baby. It's yeah, hard to pick and choose. It is. Um, I love it. I love yeah. um, writing about the lifestyle stuff and I love the travel stuff. Probably the travel though. The travel aspect of it is my favorite because I could be working on it. Like I could be writing about a destination for days and breaking it down, but it's like, I love it. I don't know yeah. how to explain Like I love writing about it. Um, I've shot video when I've been there. I haven't, like I haven't launched my YouTube channel yet. It's there, but you know, my travel videos aren't up yet, but I even love putting those together. So I think, yeah, the travel part of Destination Fab in its entirety is my favorite part of it. Do you feel like it's working? I mean, obviously it's work and pleasure when you're in a country like Greece, for example, Mm -hmm. you're there to enjoy, but at the same time work. Do you think it takes away the fun? Or because you're like, oh, now I got to like record this. Now I have to film this. Now I have to take a picture of this. So it's just like, it comes more like a job. Yeah, Yeah. job instead of just being in the moment and present. Do you think like there's a setback in that or you just like love the the experience? I do actually love the experience of doing it. I think it probably wears people out that I travel with. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, I have to get this shot. But like, um, I probably would do it anyway because I just love it that much. I would love to have a videographer there like so that I'm not filming it. And I, when I get to that point, I'll be able to be more in the moment. But I'm fine with the fact that for now, you know, I'm the one shooting and it's cool. Yeah, yeah it sounds amazing. So here at Hello Beauty, our um, slogan is say hello to the beauty in you. Yes. What is your advice to those that are trying to discover the beauty within themselves? I think don't look outside for what could make you beautiful. I don't compare yourself to other people. And I think um, understanding that your beauty is not always on the outside. It could be an inner beauty that you have. You know what I'm saying? Everybody is beautiful, obviously. But I guess focusing on like that inner beauty because that will make you even more beautiful on the outside. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's like that glow from within. Yeah, totally. Like, you know, if you're genuinely happy, it just shows. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to, like, it's like, you know, that quote, it's like, real beauty doesn't ask for attention in a yes. sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it really is about, like, taking care of yourself, working on yourself, uh-huh. and being the best you, you can be, I think, makes you the most beautiful. Yeah, well said. So really quick, mm-hmm. what is your favorite beauty product or hair product? Um, Rihanna's, um, the Fenty Beauty, is it Stunna Paint? The Fenty Beauty Stunna Paint in red that I have on right now is my favorite it's beauty It's beautiful. Product. It Thank makes you. your teeth so white <laughs> and just matches like everything. Yeah, I haven't tried. Um, I'm her, addicted to. Does it, um, it stays? Yeah. 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 Because um, I've tried her, um, her foundation and her... Um, primer Mm -hmm. I love those but I haven't tried any of the lip lines yet okay yeah I love her foundation and primer but I think I'm allergic to it oh yeah so I can't but I love it lipstick yeah yeah I love that lipstick thank you yeah well Brandy where can they find you online you can find me um, on my site, destinationfab.com, um, also at destinationfab on Instagram. And my personal Instagram is at Brandy Loren. That's B R A N D I L A R E N. Great. 
Um, what's the next thing for you? The next thing is that I'm going to Bali. So that'll be my next um, big breakdown. Other than that, um, covering events for InStyle and my own site and just working and hustling as usual. Yes. That sounds so, so exciting. Well, good luck. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank and you for having so me. so much fun like learning so more about you and Destination Fab. It's going to be so great. Thank you.